0: people are going to come to a realization i can't afford this house but the difference is in 6 7 and 8 when they couldn't do that they were already underwater right. by 20 30 50 grand there was no point in them saving that house because they 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 in their mind could not see them ever getting back to neutral right, right? in today's time If you're going through tough times and you're sitting on that much equity, as you mentioned, which they are, you're not going to walk away from that, right? Right. So you're going to do whatever you can to preserve that because that could be your next stepping stone to to your next life or whatever you need it to be. And so they're going to call a real estate agent, hopefully quickly get it on the market, get it sold, and then cash out from where they are and realize I'm starting over, but I have a big pile of money to do that.
1: Hi everybody, welcome back to Prosperity Builders Broadcast, and this evening we are going to be continuing our weekly series, and where we can hopefully give you more information to make all these agents a little bit better at what they do, and that's really the purpose of what we're doing. So, Scott, what do we have going on right now?
2: Well, I'm excited because we have one of my good friends. Not only is he a great lender, but he's a great friend. Uh, Adam Moore is joining us. Uh, he is with Movement Mortgage, a Charlotte-based um, firm who um, specializes in residential mortgage. That's is right. that right? That's right. Yeah, well, welcome, buddy. Thank well, you. Good to have Thank you here. So the first great. things first. Cheers, oh, yeah. cheers. Cheers to Adam.
1: That's right. Thanks to the fainting goat for their new, uh, what is it?
2: Uh, it's, it's the Fain- new uh, bourbon, right? Well, the new the bourbon. bourbon. Yeah, it's delicious. So go get yourself a bottle. Well, Adam. So. Uh, Folks may or may not be familiar with Movement. I'd love that you give just a little bit of background about who Movement Mortgage is and um, how long they've been in business and tell us a little bit about Movement. Yeah, so great question. It's actually
0: something that comes up every time I have a conversation with a client, which is actually kind of wonderful to be able to tell your story, right? So uh, it goes back to 2008 when a person named Casey Crawford decided Mm -hmm. to, what's he, left football, got into real estate investments with a couple other people and realized, hey, these people like Carlton Sheets and all these other people, they're making a killing. They're doing a great job. I've got to figure out my next career. So he got into a bunch of investment groups and then decided he's going to start a mortgage company, which unlike everything else in 2008, wasn't a great decision to probably do. <laughs> That's a crazy economic, extension. Yeah, you know, right? that probably wasn't a great thing. But, you know, the, the, the great thing that we talk about is the timing was almost perfect because in the disaster of everything that was crumbling it gave us what we have as our foundation which is which is our seven day processing and it was kind of like Casey Crawford realized if we're going to be in this industry in this sector at this time of the market when everything's crumbling the real estate is you know just falling can't sell a house everything's bad he's like we've got to do something completely different we gotta do it better than everybody else and so we came up or they came up with a process that allowed a homeowner to be able to go from start to finish in buying a house in less than seven days
2: amazing yeah that was unheard of, of, unheard
0: of. Right. right, completely unheard of a disruptor right right that's right the key fundamentals to that was that the banking industry which were your big titans of the day because we had pretty much wiped out all the brokers divisions through the fallout mm-hmm. but they didn't control the loan it was still being ran re-ran through the big banking industries they control the flow of everything that went in and and there is a a workflow of profitability they have to monitor so you know there is a bottleneck process in the entire mortgage industry to where you gotta have so many people to process everything that's coming out the door our philosophy was we need more support staff to be able to quick flow and and push everything through much easier, which would cost us less money on the back end by helping buyers be able to alleviate the stress, the fears, everything that's going on on the front end, if we do our job right. Mm -hmm. And so we basically, and, and we've been known to coin the term of reverse underwriting is what they basically called it. Starting the
2: underwriting process up
0: front? Flipping the whole process backwards to be right. able to go on, we're going to go ahead and commit your deal commit your loan up front so that you don't have to have those sleepless nights as worries of that helps my, yeah. yeah everything's in the truck what's going on and and am I going to get this loan? That was the entire vision that was cast and what they've been laying out since 2008. So how does a guy who plays, was he a punter? He was actually the well he was the backup for Wesley Walls uh, <laughs>
1: with the Carolina with the Panthers with <laughs> Carolina Panthers and right. then
0: he uh, and he could tell a story better than I do but then he <laughs> went to he got traded and went to Tampa Bay played under Jod Gruden won a Super Bowl under Jod Gruden wow and, and, and to his case now he always says he got fired but who cares you get fired from the NFL whatever you you still got a Super Bowl ring so, so what
2: a transition from playing pro ball to maybe doing some investments mm-hmm. to let me start a mortgage company so, right. what a, and, and let me revolutionize the process. So, yeah, right. pretty wise guy, huh?
0: Yeah, so I think a lot of that actually started more than not really caring, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think from over the eight years that I've worked there, it's been less about the mortgage, more about the why and what he's wanting to do with the company. Mm-hmm. And that comes from the part that almost 40% of our entire profits from Movement Mortgage go back into charitable organizations throughout the country.
1: Say that again.
2: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, 40% of our revenue or profits from a a calendar year go back into some type of um, charitable organization. That is phenomenal. Yeah.
2: Think of Bravo too. We years. had an amazing
0: like last year, e- even such a bad year in 2020. Last year, Movement was able to write a check for over 220 million dollars. Amazing, that's phenomenal. To charitable organizations well, last yeah. year. What's which that is expression?
1: True. The more you give, the more you get back. Right,
0: right. Mm, I love right, it. Right, absolutely. I love and it. so that's been the ultimate goal. In, in fact, he now sits on boards across the country from large banks and uh, foundation corporations, teaching them how. This process works, and to be able to empower the employees from within to be a part of that change, because everybody has to pull the rope in the same direction, right? Sure. And, and you have to have buy-in from, you know, from the person that delivers the mail to the person that writes the checks. Everybody has to be in the same, right. in the
2: same belief, same mindset, the same culture, yeah. and that's huge with our company. Yeah. yeah. So when I met you, you were working at a big bank, mm-hmm. and so tell me about the transition. How long have you been in the industry?
0: So, been in the industry as of june coming up in 2021 will be
2: 19 years wow I'm, and that's I'm, my, I'm 19 you? years that's, that's right mine my, my yeah. is may of 2021 so that's yeah. great so um, we wanted to dive in a little bit and talk about some of the kind of key uh initiatives key things that, that people are talking about in the lending industry and so we wanted to start with something fairly basic which is that pre-approval process mm. and the importance of uh, in, in Movement's way, Movement collects that information up front and pre-underwrites that process. So what kind of um, leverage does that give a buyer in this marketplace?
0: So I think the best way to start off is helping people understand what what it is that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. I always tell buyers, we're looking at a tripod of their lending. And the tripod is made up of income, assets, and credit. Mm-hmm. Okay, So all three of those pieces have to stand individually to support what we're doing to loan money out. Period. So say
2: those, say those again.
0: So income, credit, and assets. Yeah. If you don't have any money, you can have income and credit. Sometimes that doesn't work still. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you, they all have to individually, within reason, yeah. have, they have to work and they have to stand on their own. So what we're doing is we're trying to take a client in the fact that when we first have a conversation, one, take the barriers down, understand, look, I don't care if your time frame is one week or is two years down the road, Mm -hmm. right? Let us help you understand the process by educating you. My job, the first couple of conversations I have is to do nothing more, and for my staff as well, to do nothing more than educate you of what's available to you and help you understand where
2: you are. Well, I love that part of what Adam does is because he's a teacher at heart. Mm -hmm. And so when people come in, they, they, they need to know what is available to them that best fits their needs. And so that's that's such a key part of the process for us as agents is we we meet people, but they're not all ready to buy yet. If
1: you're an agent out there, understand that you are just the first step and you have to have partners like Adam Moore that you can extend your trust to Mm. so that you know he's gonna do the job and represent you well with your client, and that's one of the things we really, really love about you, Adam.
2: I appreciate that. So tell us a little bit about some of the products that are maybe helping people. Uh, This environment has been uh, a crazy, say, 18 to 24 months, right? So um, we're seeing shortages of inventory um, and uh, buyers are trying to differentiate themselves and their offers, because if a seller's got seven, eight offers on a property, how can we as agents and working with partners like Movement Mortgage help differentiate our our buyers with loan products like the ones that you offer. Yeah. So one
0: it's super tough obviously from from any lending aspect no matter where you work. I mean, that's that's a tough task in, in the sense that right now you you have nothing to work with but that buyer's situation, right? Right. So, um, with what we can do as a lender, if we can just align with the client the best resources of the programs that are out there, help them understand what's going to help them win that deal also. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of conversations we're having in this market where I understand that this may be the best program for you if there was a a market where there was nobody else looking at this house, but that product may not be the most attractive to what that seller is looking for. Yeah. And so those are tough questions that you have to have not only from our side, but it's also being had on your side of how do we, I know that you want the deal, but how do we make the deal work with something that's going to actually flourish or come through? Yeah. And so whether it's a government program or someone who needs city down payment assistance mm-hmm. or, you know, you're just a first time home buyer or you're a seasoned buyer, O- owning what bucket you're in and then having a lot of conversations about how can we make you more attractive essentially on paper to a seller. Yeah. The the major thing that we try to focus on and those are that conversation changes from buyer to buyer. It's like a fingerprint you, you can't you can't put everybody in a box unfortunately. But understanding what each buyer brings to the table and then having the conversation with them that with partnerships like movement and what we bring to the table, we're gonna go, we're not gonna just take a sneak peek at where you are in your situation. Here's your letter, move on, call me if something happens. Okay, so that's the typical model. What we wanna do is go, okay, let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's go ahead and identify anything that can be a problem, anything that's going to hold us back and verify and validate you your ability to qualify so that one, I can then go back to your agent and to that seller Mm -hmm. and say, look, not only is our client already looked at and validated, we've gone a step further and taken them further in that process to where they are basically 100%
2: approved pending title work and appraisal. Which, that's, that's an amazing differentiator, too, is that that client can compete at a level that's different than just we've pre-qualified somebody. right? right. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I looked at their credit, but I've not di- you know, dug deeper into you know, their documentation and those kind of things. So I love that, that um, aggressive attitude that movement brings so to the table.
0: So most of the issues that come up in the mortgage lending come up in the last part of that. And that goes back to some of the things we previously talked about, about reversing the process in the sense that most banks end up looking at everything towards the end of the process. That's when your underwriters and people like, because they've gotten the full picture, right? right? It's like putting a puzzle piece together. you dumped it all on the table and you don't see what it looks like until the end. That's a great analogy. So yeah. Yeah. the problem is, is that you don't know what you don't know till you get to the end and then everybody's upset. And so if we do our job right on the front end, we help the buyer better understand the process, better understand where they are, and then eliminate or identify problems that are going to come up quickly so that we can either deal with them or so they don't get too invested in a, in a, in a process or a house that they can't buy. Because right. things do happen, and that's yeah, yeah. just the way it is. But we want to know on the front end, not the back end.
1: Right.
2: So one of the things that's been kind of top on our mind is, uh, you know, Fed came out. Uh, just a week ago this is uh november 3rd something like that and announced that they're going to begin tapering and pulling back their support of the bond market which you know that was great during the last 18 months it's helped keep uh things affordable rates low uh but inflation's risen a little bit and so we're we're starting to hear from them that they're going to pull back and so kind of what are you hearing and seeing that that's going to have an effect on uh, interest rates for mortgages right so i think that if anybody was to guess i think
0: You'd be pulling something out of thin air. Mm-hmm. I think that we we've heard, or everybody in this industry has been following somebody for the last couple of years that has some opinion or idea of something. The market always works on future ideas, visions based on key points that are taking place right now. So you got to look at the the little crumbs that are being dropped right now and try to guess at what's coming forward. Right. So. The Fed tapering is nothing more than them basically saying something like quantitative easing and all these great big terms that everybody gets confused about. The whole premise is the fact that for the last year and a half, the Fed has been the one that's been propping up the real estate industry because they're the ones that have been buying treasuries and mortgage bonds to be, keep us liquid. $3 trillion. Almost, 100, yeah, $120 about. billion dollars, um, each month, about. Wow. Astronomical numbers. But that that shows you how much cash flow and how much circulation is going through this industry, Mm -hmm. what has propped up our country for the last couple of Mm -hmm. years in in all aspects. So when you look at it as a whole, mortgages are not attractive to Wall Street when you are at record low interest rates. Nobody And and everybody can make sense of that. Nobody wants to hold a 30 year note for like a 1% margin, that's crazy. Right. Um, the risk that's involved with that people's lives change everything i mean and you got a moving asset so um they had to step in to make sure there was not a financial mm-hmm. uh, crisis that came in with with the pandemic and so they liquidated or provided liquid capital to yep. everybody right. so that we could do refinances so that every, you know your big warehouse lines could could lend capital so people could refinance mm-hmm. purchase do all that stuff because it wasn't about necessarily us providing money to a buyer to refinance right. but we have to replenish our debts and lo- and lines right. to be able to give more money out and if we don't have anybody buying those paper in the back office stuck, which would be right. like you know wall street which uh-huh. wall street stopped buying then at some point you run out of money e- even out of all the cash that you made, uh-huh. you don't have enough to replenish right. so they stepped in and they've helped everybody out at this point now they become gluttonous in 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 what they're holding and so the fed tapering is coming in now to where they're going to say They're pulling back month after month after month to allow the market to start to pick back up. The problem is is that when that happens, you're going back to a controlled market to where the market is going to demand a higher rate of return to be able to come in and buy. When they start selling off these bonds and and treasuries on a monthly basis, they've got to come in and actually buy at a higher rate for that to be profitable for them. So with that said, we are anticipating rates to continue to slide is that number going to be slide half a point slide up yeah is that number going to be a half point is it going to be a full point is it going to be more than that I think we're all guessing when he looks at it if I was to give my pin I think it's going to be like a zigzag pattern I think you're going to have a movement up but it's going to look like you have some pullbacks here and there Mm -hmm. um, just because of structure in the marketplace altogether and and worry about certain sectors that are you know with inflation coming in they may have to chase some things but ultimately we're going to see a slight increase hopefully it's a slight increase and it's not something that just jumps up but obviously when we look back eight years ago even if rates move a point point and a half phenomenally different and better
2: than where things were uh, you know 10 years ago or more yeah, well, we right. saw some statistics recently about 93% of households have at least 10% equity in their
1: yeah.
2: properties, which is a whole different situation than we encountered in 08 and 09 right. where yeah. there was very little to no equity because right. of those types of circumstances. Yeah, well, I think I saw t- today
1: the average homeowner has at least $200,000 in equity in their home. It's amazing. So I mean, fair to say that the housing market has led the recovery. This time absolutely. versus 08 when it led the, to the long end <laughs> yeah. of things.
0: Right, right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It, it was actually into and, and the
0: to to the government's you know helping by keeping everything capitalized and fully funded. It has kept everybody on their feet. I mean, people were able to take that capital, pay off debt, you know, through job loss and all these other things, right. and stay liquid and stay out of foreclosure. I mean, foreclosures right now. Are less than one percent. It's actually, it's actually even. It's it's almost a zero. It's point two percent across the country.
2: Well, and that's one of the things that people have asked us a lot, and I think the indicator to say that there's so much equity built up because of the positive surge mm-hmm. in the market that, it, with with uh, people taking some of the forbearance or you know job losses and those kind of things, if they need to sell, there's equity to pull from. Right. There's not situations where they're underwater on their properties and so
1: not even short sale.
0: And that's going right. to happen. We believe that time period is some point with you not timing it but it's going to happen when people are going to come to a realization i can't afford this house but the difference is in six seven and eight when they couldn't do that they were already underwater by 20 30 50 grand there was no point in them saving that house because they 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 in their mind could not see them ever getting back to neutral Right. right so here's the keys i'll take my lickings and walk out yeah that created the the, you know, the epidemic that was the foreclosure market. Right. In today's time, if you're going through tough times and you're sitting on that much equity, as you mentioned, which they are, the studies prove that, that that is how much equity as people are sitting on. You're not going to walk away from that, right? right. So you're going to do whatever you can to preserve that because that could be your next stepping stone to, to your next life or whatever you need sure. it right. to be. Right. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to Go on to the next chapter of my life, and so they're going to call a real estate agent, hopefully quickly, get it on the market, get it sold, and then cash out from where they are and realize I'm starting over, but I have a big pile Positive. of money to do that. Mm,
2: right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, one of the last things that we wanted to talk about was um, kind of the, you know, the age-old question of the cost of waiting to buy or sell. So folks have been saying and kind of timing the, thinking about timing the market. So. You know, if my house appreciates, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at the top end of the market. Are we at the top end of the market? What happens if rates begin to go up? And so kind of if you generally posed that question to you as a lender, what's your advice for them about trying to time or wait the market out? so i'm
0: not a very good gambler so, and i tell i tell every client so we need to get him. them to poker
2: night that's I, what we I'm need to get them to horrible
0: um i just money's too hard to come by <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> to throw away so when i say i always tell clients that when they say when, yeah. when should i lock in when should i you know if good enough is good enough take what you got and and right. and, and, and cash out right so i always live by that model i'm very conservative in the sense of like it look you don't, You're never going to time the bottom. You're never going to top the top. You, you never know those things. You don't have enough information, and the people that say they have the information don't have enough information. So, if you know your numbers, you feel confident in where you are. You need to. Be, you need to make the decision based on that. Sure. Um, when it comes to rising rates, where we are in the marketplace, don't f- don't think about the actual price as much as as what the rates are, because when I say sure. this, and I say this because I didn't realize until I put the numbers together, the three hundred thousand dollar house now, if rates go up a full point, is about 120 dollars more a month. Sure. It's not a huge number. Well, it's I mean, a it's, number. it's a big, <laughs> it's a number, but you compound that number over thirty years, right? It's right?
1: Tens of thousands of dollars.
0: It's closer to eighty yeah. thousand dollars. Well. It's a big number, and so. Let's take that scenario and say rates go up slightly, but the, let's say the rates go up slightly, but the actual uh, home price you wanted went down. So it still comes out better for you to buy currently now in a higher price market with better interest rates than if that house prices down and rates go up. Yeah. And that's hard to swallow because I think as, as human nature you see that the bigger number went down versus the smaller interest rate just went up a point that doesn't seem like a big deal but when you put the numbers to it and, and quantify that over a period of time and the amber say it's a big number yeah and so I think that when we can do our job from this side and say help clients understand the cost of waiting, which we have tools that do mm-hmm. that so they can really understand that. Because it is hard for people to realize, especially if you've been in this area for a long time, you're seeing prices that you're not used to and accustomed to right. for, yeah. ever. Yeah. Ever, right?
1: There's no no foundation
0: for it. Correct. But when you start talking about one of the top relocation country, states in the country, right? one of the to the two cities in our state, Raleigh and Charlotte, that are in the single digits for the top moving people moving mm-hmm. there under the age of 40, those are key indicators that are going to drive companies, businesses, and everything else to, into this area, which is going to continue to bring and escalate prices up. Mm-hmm. And there's not much you're going to be able to do about it. So if you're waiting for that swing down, you're going to be waiting a long time. Yeah. No matter what the country does, because of what this is. State has done in the in the position that we're in mm. to
2: capture business. Such a great uh, you know opportunity for North Carolina, but for the Triad region too to capitalize
1: yeah.
2: on that from a job growth perspective. But yeah. um, so Adam, it's been a pleasure. We've loved having you on, Michael awesome. uh, and I. Just we you know we yeah. thought who do we who's a better guy to come on and chat with us uh, about yeah. mortgage <laughs> lending. Where <we're>, which guy <laughs> yeah, which guy there. is yeah. that?
1: My my only advice to all you agents out there is. Don't be a mortgage lender, be a realtor, and put them in touch with a professional like Adam Moore who will guide them through the process because that's not our responsibility, that's the mortgage lender's responsibility.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well guys, we just want to thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure uh, including you in this great conversation with Adam and Michael, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you again on the next episode of the Prosperity Builders broadcast.
1: Good night.